Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of Ausbiz. Our goal at Ausbiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter, or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favor to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at osbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, good afternoon, good evening. Good morning, really, whenever you're listening to the COB podcast. It's great to have you along as we wrap the week. We, we've got the trifecta here. Myself, Nadine Blaney, here with Scuddy and Annette Beecher, of course. Hey, guys. what a happy Friday it is. Another wild week in the markets. G'day, folks. It it looks as if we are going to, yeah, I think this was the best week for the market since early February, three sessions in a row, putting on some gains, not, like not massive gains, but still. <laughs> I think you're you're standing in front of a green screen right now, Scotty, so it's inspiring me. Didn't it follow like three days of losses? That's just, uh, that's just uh, what's going I knew what it was coming, doing? people. The, the chop, yeah, I'm always po- continuously negative. Uh, yeah, just that choppy train, like sideways, I uh, know trading that we've seen for uh, pretty much the entire year. Just well, it's continues. just consolidation, I think, that, you know, we keep talking to people about it. bond that. yields up and down, oil up and down. I mean, thematics that move markets just reversed every two or three days. It's hard to get a momentum trade going at this stage. Speaking of stats, I just saw one coming from Tracy Alloway. She is a Bloomberg journalist, but get this, guys. This was an unexpected event this week. That uh, ship getting stuck in the Suez. Yes. I think it's $400 million an hour that's, uh, yeah, in lost trade. So, the central banking going to solve that. Yeah, well, I mean, that speaks to supply chain disruption, doesn't it? It, it does. To inflation. It's, it's already building. You can't get a container in the right place. And now you've got one of the biggest ports in the world with a giant blockage that is so far defying tugboats and, and all sorts of things. But I read that there's a big tide coming and hopefully the whole thing will be resolved over the weekend. Because mm-hmm. I did see those pictures. It looked as if it was barely in water, you know, ankle high in water. So anyways, that was an unexpected event this week. What else happened this week? And it, I mean, you've written in the COB newsletter version today about the predictions for house rises at ANZ today in the big picture talking about 17%. Yeah. It was part of the inspiration because I'm sure it was two weeks ago that Westpac said 10% this year and next, yep. which of course the clickbait is Westpac calls for 20%. Yep. Uh, but ANZ is saying 17% this year in the capital cities so it's a it's a race to the top and as i introduced in that newsletter view it felt 12 months ago it was a race to the bottom 10 percent down 20 percent down so no wonder we're sitting here saying the housing market's picked up it's because expectations were so low only 12 months ago 
societal impacts is going to be the more important thing moving forward. And so we do, if those uh, forecasts are right and what we're looking at, the trajectory of prices on the daily uh, with, uh, with CoreLogic, their data, uh, certainly seems that there are, there's going to be some pretty big gains. The societal impacts and negative societal impacts is going to be the ones that dominate the discussion. Uh, the headlines, uh, I know later this year and beyond, in my opinion, so not going, to, uh, not going to end well if it continues at the current trajectory. We will have uh, macro prudential regulation. Unlikely, I think, to see any major changes on the political front. As we saw again, that was a theme from this week in New Zealand. So when it comes to the RBA meeting that, yes, we're already preparing for, not next week, Tuesday <laughs> after, I know they come fast, what will the Reserve Bank say? This time around, they really have no new information. Last time the Council of Financial Regulators met, which is why they included that sentence about lending standards appear sound, because they just had that meeting. Uh, this time around, we'll have the normal raft of February data. Again, doing pretty well in the scheme of things. We have a lot of data on April 1 next week. Uh, I think there's seven releases in two days next week. So retail sales, balance of... Uh, trade, house prices, housing finance, credit growth, you name it. All of that is April 1. Then we go on holiday, then the RBA meets. So they'll have a handful of activity data, but the economy doing stronger than expected isn't new news. It will be the one after that that matters because next month is CPI month at long last. You've spoken like an economist. <laughs> yeah. Someone has to be enthusiastic <laughs> for it. Yeah, I'm not too excited about the inflation for the time being. But uh, both you and myself have written about the, uh, the need for the RBA to go and pull back a little bit on the meetings. We don't need to have one every, uh, every month because, geez, it's going to be stale for a while, isn't it? Mm. Uh, yeah, sure but is. I mean, you say that about the RBA. How many Fed speakers did we hear from this week? Um, Jerome Powell, Janet Yellen, two days. Uh, not a lot new. I mean, there were some tidbits allowing banks to buy back shares and resume dividends. So, you know, very, very likely that we'll see. The economic recovery continue and go strong this year was the line from Powell, but really nothing nothing significant added to the conversation. Perhaps around the edges with some of the president mm. speaking, a little bit of a I like that Ed Evans said bond yields are still low. I mean, yeah. that, that's inflammatory in the scheme of things. But then apparently we've got the doves speaking over the weekend. So they'll be talking about patients, looking through Jobs. the inflation spike. We're a long way away from full employment. So all the doves will be twittering over the weekend. Yeah, mm -hmm. I know, but uh, someone needs to go and, and trade and, uh, and invest. I tell you what, uh, the market's going to test the central bank resolve. The data is going to be red hot. I'm certain about that in the other uh, coming quarters. And uh, that patience... Is going to be tested and i'm looking forward to it because it's going to generate plenty of volatility and plenty of opportunities for people yeah. out there and uh you know the the fed has continued to reiterate that it is data dependent it's all about the data proof in the pudding before they make a move you talked about opportunities scotty uh there's a link to a couple of interviews in the show notes where you can get some ideas if you're looking for opportunities henry jennings from marcus today Anthony Cavanaugh, who's from Chester Asset Management as well. Dean Fergie ran his ruler over all things IPO, which brings me to the stock of the day. Airtasker, that was another big one from this week. It absolutely soared upon its debut. And yeah, a little bit of a pullback, but really, really, really positive market momentum in the early three or four sessions that uh, that that it's been trading. So I spoke with Junbei Lu from Tribeca and Adam Dawes from Sean Partners to hear what they had to think about Airtasker. 
Um, to me, you know, it is quite illiquid. Um, you know, we've seen it mm. again and again in the last 12 months. Um, you know, these businesses, they do well on first couple of weeks um, and then generally the liquidity dries up so um, you just need a couple of holders to sort of trying to take profit and lock in that profit they made um, then the share price sort of drift um, because you know the new buyers just finding struggling a little bit in terms of the what price you pay for it so uh, to me it's a uh, uh, it's it's a little bit too expensive at this point and you want to see it trade um, you know have a bit more liquidity a bit more new shareholders which um, you know probably will take place over the next 12 months their numbers were fantastic yeah mm. the numbers were great can those numbers continue to carry on mm. i'm not too sure now airtasker you've had people sitting at home for six months looking at a wall going i never really need that painted uh, i can't be bothered so i'm just going to get somebody to come in and do it so potentially um, the numbers that they've run through from that COVID world over the last six months 12 months are going to be fantastic. Can they keep those numbers up? I'm unsure that that will happen. So I think Airtasker has a better name than Freelancer. I think mm. it's got a better business model and I think it works better. I think I'd like to see it trade a little bit longer. So it's a no from me at the moment because we just need some more history. But I think this post-COVID world, I think it's going to be very, very difficult. And that, well, it's not going in the portfolio, a watch and wait scenario, a little bit expensive in Jim Day's opinion. Yeah, it's, uh, they're really interesting because there are other iterations that are similar companies that offer similar services. High pages, freelancer. Yeah, and it's difficult to go and make money. That's the one thing that I know in the early days of seeing it. It's very difficult to go and make profit at least. No, revenue is easy enough to go and do. So it'll be interesting to see whether, because the enthusiasm is undoubtedly there and you can see where the kind of the business model works, but no one's been able to really go and make it work on a large scale and a profitable scale for the time being. Well, it's also pretty new territory. I know the freelancer has been around for a while. There's Fiverr, you know, that's not listed, but they're talking about Airtasker in conjunction with behemoths like Uber and Deliveroo and, you know, these big sort of companies. Mm. And so that's where valuation starts to come in especially guys, if we continue to see this rotation continuing in some of those quote unquote tech names, which you could call it, you know, Airtasker is, and it yeah. identifies as that, you know, it, 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 it could be. There's still a rough, plenty rough of trot. cash looking for a home and the central banks keep telling us that cash yields nothing. Mm -hmm. So plenty of cash in the bank, double digit savings rates, all the things that macro bang on about. Um, there's still plenty of people looking to buy something. Yeah. The one thing when I was speaking to Dean Fergie today, the one thing he pointed out was that a lot of those really high-flying IPOs from last year, they were all in the similar space. Basically, all of them are now trading below their listing Adore price. And Beauty comes to mind. Yeah, so it's like, no, that really hyped up in always that yeah. uh, areas that performed so well during the pandemic, which you could probably put Airtasker in that group yeah. as well. Uh, no, trading below where they, where they listed. So intriguing to see how it's going to play out. I remember speaking with um, Tim Fung, well, this was a few months ago, and him saying, even when it came to bike repair, so all these people in the pandemic getting out their bikes, dusting them off and realizing, I don't actually have the time or the skills to fix this bike on my own. Um, I used, uh, full disclosure, just in my research for this segment, I thought I'll go on Airtasker, and I ended up booking a tradie today through Airtasker. So there you go, doing my part for all of you holders. All the, all the people with their bikes just get a bit of WD-40 in a sprayer. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that does the job 50% of the time. You sound like my husband, exactly why I got an Airtasker in tomorrow. I'm kidding. <laughs> Us <laughs> okay. blokes, poor blokes, can't do anything right, can we? No, not true. Um, okay, so tonight uh, in the US, boy, there's not any major data. It's wow. this time next week we'll be talking about non-farm payrolls. 
So should we call it a day? I mean, we've got great guests lined up on Monday. Uh, we got to say though, Scotty, we'll miss you. We'll miss you taking off for a month or so. Yeah, I'm going to miss you guys too. He's off to check out baby stocks. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be doing his bit for all you baby bunting yeah, investors. Don't worry, all, yeah, the, the Ford earnings are already looking good at that <laughs> uh, We wish you all the best, Scotty. Enjoy. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Okay. And uh, we'll, um, we'll chat on Monday. Then. We will be here. Have See a great you. weekend. Bye.